Land flipping, I think, is the blue ocean because, yes, there are other land investors out there. And yes, there is some competition, especially in the busier markets. But for the most part, this business and this country is wide open. There's a ton of opportunity and it's way less saturated than something like, like house flipping. Welcome to Turning Profit, a podcast for people that love real estate. Learn the business models and skills that professional real estate investors use to make money and build wealth. Visit TurningProfit.com for a wealth of investor resources. And now, here are your hosts, Pete and Heather Reese. Welcome to the Turning Profit Podcast. Heather, it's so great to be here once again. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for today's topic. Well, today's topic, and now that you asked, actually you didn't ask, but that's okay. Today's topic is going to be the best side hustle for 2024. It's crazy that you're saying 2024. It is. It's actually in 2023 when we're filming this, but, you know, I can think ahead. And 2024 <laughs> is coming right around the corner. And I know that uh, that's kind of the beginning of the year is kind of a time to start thinking about these things like, hey, I want to make some changes in my life. Maybe I want to make more money. Uh, I want to kind of change my current situation. And I know that people are getting on Google and, and kind of searching that, you know, like best side hustles of 2024. That could be where they start. To piggyback on that, I see, I see a lot of people who are thinking about like this year, I want to really maximize, like I need to make extra money to maximize my retirement savings. Mm. Like that's a big, I think something people think of the first of the year. And I already mm -hmm. see people like kind of talking about that. So it could be for that too, right? A high side hustle for just build up your retirement account yeah. or for extra money, or you want a side hustle that maybe will turn into a full-time thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. So that's, I guess, some of the criteria that you can look at it, um, these things through. I mean, to me, the thing that would make the, the best side hustle is something that makes the most money in the shortest amount of time and effort. Obviously, there's a lot of things out there. And at the end, we're kind of going to go over what we feel like are the worst side hustles of 2024. So Heather and I each have our opinion on that. But for, for right now, let's talk about what we believe is the best side hustle for 2024. And if you've been listening to us uh, and our podcast for any length of time, you probably already know the answer, which it's is collecting recycling. Uh, recycling? Oh, no, that's not it, Heather. It is land flipping. Wow, I didn't see that one coming. Yes, I saw it coming. Right, well. <laughs> but maybe you're new to the podcast and you've never heard us before. You've never seen any of our videos on YouTube. But if you have, you probably already know that we are deep in the world of land flipping. Now, I guess it's good to start, you know, like what is land flipping? That's probably the best place to start if you're kind of new to you know, maybe hearing about this, maybe you've never heard of the term land flipping at all. Yeah, so, maybe you're just looking for a side hustle and you're kind of just going through all the different things. Mm -hmm. So land flipping is uh, similar to home flipping in that you're just buying land and then you are reselling it. Now, in between, you might be doing some sort of improvements to the property, value adds that we call them, or you might be doing nothing. You might just be buying a piece of land for pretty cheap and then reselling it for a higher price and you make that difference. And everyone's probably wondering like, well, how would you do that? Like, how would you buy it cheap? And then where do you sell it to, to make money? Right. Like, I think that's the main question, right? Right. So to get into it a little bit more, mm -hmm. um, obviously, there's a lot of uh, moving pieces with this business. But but in its simplest form, here's kind of how we generate mm -hmm. our deals. And here's how, how it sort of works. We're sending out mail. Mm -hmm. You know, we're sending out direct mail, what we call it, offers to people. And these are landowners. So we pull lists of landowners. We send them out mail. Uh, that gets them to respond. The landowners respond. 
we work out a deal with them. So we're buying directly from them. These are not properties on the market or anything like that. We're sending them to them directly. We work out a deal with the landowners to buy those properties. We close on those properties. like So we actually buy the property. And then we put it on the market to resell it. Sometimes we do some minor cleanups on the properties. Sometimes we do some other things like a survey or, you know, a number of other things, splitting the property sometimes, but some generally some pretty basic things. And then we put it on the market to resell them at a higher price. Now it works because we are dealing with the landowners directly. Uh, we're buying for an aggressive price. And then we're also putting it on the market and listing it for an attractive price so it sells quickly. And when we list a property, we're always using real estate, local real estate agents and brokers to do that. So a couple other things I think are important to note is that we do this all over the country. So we're not, we live in California, uh, but we're buying properties all over the country. And it would be pretty rare that we'd ever see any of these properties in person. Right. So you could do it pretty much as what you're getting at is that it doesn't, you don't have to live where you do this. No. You can do it like, because a lot of people think, well, in California, there's no way I can just flip land here. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Maybe you don't have enough money. I don't know. There's a lot of different things, but you don't necessarily have to do it here in California. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we rarely ever do any properties in California itself. So we're mostly buying properties on, you know, all over, all corners mm-hmm. of this country, but rarely in California right now, just because we're, we're going where the opportunities are at in the land flipping business. So you know, before I get into kind of a little bit more about the business model and, every, and explaining it a little bit more, I, I do want to, I've got a cheat sheet here, so I'm not going to get the numbers wrong. I do want to give a few stats kind of okay. on the land flipping business and why I think it's such a great side hustle for 2024 and beyond. Uh, but anyhow, I've been doing this for about three years now. I've generated, I just co- calculated this right before I came on here, uh, generated nearly $5 million in gross profit in just three years. Not bad. Yeah. From starting from <laughs> scratch, I had never flipped a piece of land before. Right. So 2021 was the time, March of 2021 is when we fr- flipped their first piece of land. So not even three years. Not yet. even three years at this point. So in, in three years time, we've uh, generated nearly $5 million in gross profit, which I think is pretty decent. Yeah, I think so. And maybe next year will be $5 million all on its own, but, but we'll see. And this started really as a side hustle as well. Mm-hmm. You know, this didn't start as like, okay, day one, I'm, this is consuming all my time. This is our full-time business. We had another business, which was taking uh, so much of my time. And this is kind of something we started on the side. That's true. And that's a big point because people might be thinking, well, I don't have a lot of time. And you had a full, t- like our other business that we were working on was, I would say it was like two full time. <laughs> like yeah. it was double full time and you were still able to add this on top of it. Yeah. So it started in that way. So I started as a side hustle myself and I know that it can be done. And in that first year did about $650,000 in gross profit as a side hustle working into more of a full-time thing towards the end of the year. For, so for only like nine months. Right. So you learned how to do it, you did it, and you were still able to do that in the first year. I know firsthand that the opportunities can be pretty good as a side hustle or uh, obviously transitioning into a full-fledged business as well. But I, I'm, I just feel that, you know, that should be one of the biggest criteria that you look at, you know, as far as you know, determining, you know, looking into these different side hustles that are out mm-hmm. there, like how much money can you actually make? And is it something that's going to, you know, be a good trade off time for money type thing as well? Right. So obviously, I think land flipping kind of checks all those categories. The other thing is that it's scalable. Like a lot of these things, it's like side hustles where it's like you're selling to or you're only you only have your local market. Yes. You know, oh, yes. it's that's it. That's the limitation. And that's not the same. Or you're only fr- your friends and family to sell to. 
They're, you know, do you hear about those people that this is a side hustle that go to like around here? It's a thing where they go to like Target, like they'll walk up. Actually, it happened to one of our daughters. Someone walked up and was like, oh, I really like your lipstick color or your dress or to the guy like, hey, where'd you get your haircut? And you're like, oh, this person's kind of cool. They're going to be friends. And then they like they talk for a little bit, they exchange numbers and they're like, hey, my mentor wants to meet with you and have coffee. Like you don't have to do anything creepy like that. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? That's like that's like that's, that's definitely that's creepy. Deal, you know, like I'm like, oh, my God. No one's ever approached me like that. No one's we, ever approached me. Me neither. And so we have that look on our like, don't don't even. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So there's all kinds of crazy things. out yeah. there. Don't, you know, obviously you do what you want to do, but don't don't get involved in some well, of that crap. I worry too. It's like dangerous for some. You say that to the wrong people. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. It's just weird. But there's legitimate things that you can do that are that are going to be uh, legitimate earners for you as well. Uh, and what are they like making? That. I don't even know don't what they're know. selling. They're probably selling some sort of thing. Like it's crazy. Go on. Mm-hmm. Sorry. All right. So uh, some other things on my list here. So land flipping essentially is you know we're doing this from all anywhere in the country. We're buying all these properties anywhere. So we're buying them. We're trying to sell them as quickly as possible, and then we're trying to profit. So our av- this year, our average profit per piece of land that we flipped was $29,000 and some change so far. That's been climbing steadily. Uh, the first year we did it, I think our average profit per deal was about 21000 mm-hmm. and it's kind of gradually stepped up over the years. So, you know, $29,000 for flipping one piece of land, I mean, I wouldn't take too many pieces of land to flip in a, in a year's time to have any uh, a real sort of impact. Right. You know I, mean, I mean, some people like even just doing one a year would probably have a huge impact. You know, I wouldn't recommend it, but I maybe well, you know. We had we had uh, one person, one investor that brought us a deal to partner on. Mm-hmm. They made one hundred eighty-five thousand dollars on one deal. Right. And all they did was they got they got it under contract, which is a uh, very um, obviously useful thing. They they got a property mm-hmm. under contract. It was a really good deal. They brought it to us, and we funded the deal for them, so they didn't have to use any of their own money to complete the transaction. And at the end of the day, their their split of the profits was one hundred eighty five thousand dollars. Yeah, not bad at all. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pr- that's pretty good. So there's a lot of potential in this business. So you know, like I said. The biggest lens that I look through, the uh, the biggest thing I look at when I'm talking about like, is this uh, a valid side hustle? Is that you can actually make real money at? Yeah. It. You know, yeah. you're not you're not making three hundred dollars for every transaction you do. You're making, you know, potentially you could be making uh, quite a bit more than that on each and every deal mm-hmm. that you do. The other thing that I really like about it is that you are dealing in real assets, mm-hmm. something that's real. Now, when you're dealing with land, like. It is what it is. It's there. It's got real uses. It's it's there. It's not going anywhere. I mean, like it's something real. I hear people talking about crypto. Mm-hmm. You know, crypto is one of those things that has been really popular over you know the past couple of years. This year, not so much. This you know, twenty twenty three, not so much because a lot of people got burnt on them. But um, I mean, I always like uh, I always get you know like asked this question: Do you think crypto is a real asset? And to me, no, it's not. No, it's not backed by anything. Yeah, I mean, prove me wrong on that. And it's seriously, it's not backed by anything. What is it? What's it really backed by? I mean, what's Bitcoin backed by? You're not, hopefully, you're Com- not asking no, me I'm not, these questions because no. I'm like, I'm, I'm just, not a fan like, of that. It's kind of like yeah. a rhetorical question. Yeah. I mean, we're on the same page on this. Yeah. It's backed by some sort of mathematical equations that some sort of uh, some person figured out and then created this out of thin air. And then it's, 
it's uh, got value now because someone else will pay for it, mm-hmm. but it's got no real value behind it. Do you remember the first time someone really like p- like tried to pin us down to invest with them in crypto or Bitcoin? What I don't remember. I think it was just crypto. But anyways, do you remember that? Yeah, we're sitting mm-hmm. there. We were at a, a executive lunch with um someone. It was like an auto industry executive. And this person was trying to convince the three of us like we needed to get in, we needed to invest with them, all this kind of stuff. And we were like, okay, so what's it backed by? Like, what is it? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, we we're asking questions like, can it just disappear? Yes. What is it worth? Uh, I'm like, well, what do you do? Like, I don't get it. Like, I'm, explain to me, is there is there anything? I was, they're like, well, it's no different than you know a speculative real estate investor. I'm like, that is completely false. Want to learn the secret to building a thriving land flipping business? Head on over to landconquest.com and join over 2,000 passionate land flippers leveraging the power of community to scale quickly. Sign up for free at landconquest.com. All right, let's get back to the show. Because hopefully it's backed by something. It's backed by land. It's backed by a building. It's backed by something of some sort of real thing. Right. And, and the three of us were like, yeah, no. Um, so <laughs> what are we getting for lunch? You know what I mean? Yeah, we're like, I and as far as I know, we've all done okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it's just like those NFTs, you know, where they were selling these um, cartoon monkeys with mm-hmm. smoking cigars and stuff like that for millions of dollars. Those things are all worth nothing now, pretty much. It's, I mean, that whole market just like like blew up. But that was almost closer to something. Okay. Kind of. No, you know what I mean? Like like if an artist creates something like a digital asset or something and they limit it and they only sell it, but then people are selling fractions of it. It just kind of was like, okay, but it, what's it back by? Like, it's the same thing. It's It was like the hype thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all hype. You know, you're basically betting on the next person wanting to pay more than what you paid for it. Right. And I understand land is that way too. Like you're trying mm-hmm. to buy a piece of land and you're trying to sell it for more, but there's a real asset behind it. It's a real tangible use. You can go out there on this property and you could stay in the middle of it. And, right. You know, and that's the thing is that even in the worst market, it still has something. It's still some sort of value. Right. You could still sell it for something for the most part. And it's tied to something like when, you know, when other prices around are, are raising, it'll raise, which you could say the same for that or with crypto. But the reality is that it's not tied to anything. There's there's not that tangible thing. And I think that's important when when you're talking about this. Right. There's risks from both. I mean, there's there's risks in any sort of investment. I get that. But at least I feel like land has something. Real estate in general has something. It's backed by something. Yeah. Most of these were just kind of cooked up as a as a, some sort of scheme for someone to, I don't know, well, I like create a lot of wealth th- for themselves. Right. The I like the idea of crypto if it was in the sense it was backed by something, backed by some sort of, I don't know, something where it's like, you know, the U.S. dollar, I'm not saying the U.S. dollar necessarily, but something like that where there's actually like, it's tied Assets to Assets behind it, yeah. Yeah, it's tied to something and it's used more as like an electronic funds where you could, it would be- That I part st- of it's great. Yeah, I agree. I still haven't found a good way to pay people. If, like, you know, if you if you have someone do a service in wherever, yeah, there's lots of whys, all these kinds of things, but wouldn't it be great if it was just, you could do an interchange where it's just like- Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll happen at some point. Right. Yeah. So for that, absolutely, as an investment, that's just a gamble. And, and we talk about that a lot. That's a gamble, not an investment. Yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of stocks. You know, stocks are obviously a piece of a, of a mm-hmm. large corporation generally. But obviously there is something there. You are getting something at least. Kind of. Yeah. But with very little control. And that's the other thing is that yeah, you don't you control. No control. What are you yeah. going to go? Like I own some IBM. I don't actually own IBM. But let's mm-hmm. say I did and walk into IBM. Like, listen, I need to, you guys to make some changes here. <laughs> I got to use the bathroom. <laughs> I got to use the bathroom. And then I'm I wanna, an owner. Right. And then I want to talk to the 
board of directors because I, there's a few things I just am not happy yeah, with. I'm not liking the direction I'm seeing here. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> security. Whereas, you know, you control that piece of land. You could just, I don't know, you could bail on it pretty cheap if you needed to. You could wait. Yeah. You could hold it. You're, it's, you're in control, too. Yes, yes, definitely. So crypto equals no, land equals yes. Prove me wrong. Prove me I, wrong. I enjoyed that. Yeah, well, it's true. It's true. Anyhow, and I'm sure people in the comments are going to be talking about how great crypto is or whatever. And that's fine. They can have their opinion, but it's it's wrong. That's the funny thing about having a podcast. <laughs> that's what I always say about you. And I, yes. that's what you stole my line. Whenever, I did steal your line. Whenever you say something, I'll be like, you can have your opinion, but it's wrong. You know, and I just walk off. Um, no, but like, that's the funny thing about having a podcast. Yeah. And hey, I'm flexible. So if someone truly does want to prove like if they can prove to me. And I don't mean like, oh, you give me a snapshot of like two years where crypto went higher or where you cashed out. If you time the market right, you're probably smart, but it also probably had to do with luck. Right. Theoretically. Things go up and down. Mm -hmm. That's a speculative thing. And some people made money and a lot of people didn't. So why else is land flipping the best side hustle of 2024? It's scalable. I don't know. Is that on your cheat sheet? That's what I, know, I like. No, but I, but I did. Um, I do think that it should be on the cheat sheet. I didn't mm-hmm. write it on there. But it is. Yeah, it's scalable. Right. And we've yeah. learned in other uh, businesses that we've run that that's not necessarily the case. Even if you think it is, it's not. And the other thing, too, is that even if you exhaust an area, which I don't think is possible, well, let's say you like you really love this area called Westtown, New Hampshire. Okay. We made that up. And we just love that. And we mail everybody. We contact everybody. And we're like, well, we've exhausted it. No, we haven't. Now you do it again. Right. And again, because a lot of times it's about hitting people at the right timing. Timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, literally timing in the year. You might send it and they're, they're all busy. They're gone for vacations or whatever. Or just that they weren't even considering selling. And then you kind of piqued their interest, but then they lost your flyer or whatever. Yeah. What if what if they get your what if they get your letter on the same day they get their property tax bill? And they're like, you know what? Right? I'm sick of paying this property tax bill. <laughs> I'm done. And I could just sell this thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. You pay the tax bill, I'll sell it. Yeah. I, the, t- those types of things happen all the time. They yeah. really do. Yeah. Or or there's multiple owners and they're like, hey, when I see so-and-so at Thanksgiving, I'll talk to them about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another reason mm-hmm. is that I think it's blue ocean opportunity. Blue ocean. Fancy uh, yeah. Words. And, and what I mean by that is that there's, there's the blue ocean opportunities and there's a the red ocean opportunities. Like blue ocean is, you know, it's wide open. Red ocean, there's kind of blood in the water. Yeah, you know, these are horrible analogies. Well, but it's okay. true. Red ocean. An example of a red ocean opportunity, in my opinion, would be house flipping. House flipping was, has been a great business for a lot of people, but it, it's ultra, ultra competitive at this point. I mean, all these shows on TV, mm-hmm. HGTV, any of the other stations that have these house flipping shows on, have done a great job bringing awareness to that business model. And they make it look very easy. Like I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can. I'm good at design. I'm handy. I can. I can do the floors. I can paint the wall. You know. I can do all this stuff, and they make it seem fun, and they make it seem very profitable, and all those things are potentially part of it. But they don't really. I mean, they do bring up a lot of the drama, but they still do it in a way that makes you think like I can overcome these things. And at the end, you know, at the end of each episode, they have a nice shiny looking perfect house at the end, mm-hmm. and they go over the numbers that everyone made on the on the deal. So what's, what's happened is that is an ultra, ultra competitive market. So to get deals in that the business, you're, you're really going to be fighting against a lot of other investors that are looking to do flips as well. That's what I consider a red ocean. Uh, land flipping, I think, is the blue ocean because, yes, there are other land investors out there. And, yes, there is some competition, especially in the, the busier markets. But for the most part, this business and this country is wide open. There's a, there's a ton of opportunity and it's way less saturated than something like 
like house flipping. Right. So. Have you noticed that those ads are, are drying up? Uh, drying up. So I'm sorry, my almost fell out of the chair here. No, well, um, that would have been good. Video <laughs> yeah, right I know, there. right? Well, that would have gotten some views. Podcast highlight. <laughs> Heather falls out of the chair. I can see the um the the what's that blooper reels? No, the um you know when you first see it, the cover photo. What is that called? Oh, the, the thumbnail. The thumbnail. I'll be like, yeah. ah. I've noticed that there's not as many ads for that. We buy houses. Mm, okay. Not as yeah. much. Maybe people are. Well, I think it's fine. Well, you don't watch Jerry Springer because I see him all, Neither all the time. Neither do you because oh, okay. that is not a thing anymore. So <laughs> it's not. Or this. Okay. Well, maybe reruns. I'm sure there's reruns of Jerry Springer. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. No. Right? Have to be. Anyway, <laughs> so let's go on to... No, I like how you say there's no cash needed to buy these properties. Oh, yes. Okay. So that's that's one big thing here. Mm-hmm. I know I know that may be an objection you're thinking about in your head. Like, okay, this sounds great, but mm-hmm. how am I going to come up with the money to buy these pieces well, of land? Especially since I just said that the funding's dried up for the home flippers. Mm-hmm. It's harder for them to get money. Right. So how is it going to be different for land? Yeah. Well, here's the, here's what uh, what happens in the land flipping business. Now, there are no conventional land lenders out there doing private money, you know, hard money loans or anything like that. So what happens is that uh, the best way to do it is to bring on a partner. Mm -hmm. So we have a program specifically, uh, which I think is very innovative and different from from anything else that's out there. But specifically what we do is as an investor, if you find a deal, you you get a property under contract, you submit it to our program. It's called partnerwithpete.com. And we look at the deal. If it's a deal, we agree to actually fund that deal, meaning that we will use our money to actually buy the property. We will take care of every other piece of the process, meaning uh, the research on the property, You know, if it needs anything invested into it, like survey or brush clearing, anything like that, we pay for that. And then at the end of the day, when the property resells, we manage that whole process, by the way, the, we split the profits 50-50. Right. And we're able to do it um, a lot cheaper than an individual investor, too, because we have a whole team of people. We have a whole team and we have systems. Yeah, yeah, we have the whole process dialed Mm -hmm. in. So that's what allows us to do this type of thing. So, I mean, the goal is that as an investor, you're out there, you're finding deals. That's that's your best use of your time. You know, you're just finding deals and getting them under contract. And then we take the baton and we run with it from there. And uh, yeah, like I said, the, the story I told about the investor that made $185,000, that's exactly what happened in that, that deal. They got a property under, great property under contract. Uh, we agreed to fund the deal. And then we, um, you know, the investor made $185,000 when, when the deal closed. And the greatest thing about it was that we only owned that proper, property for about a month or so. And then, yeah, so it was quick. Right. Yeah. Where can they learn more about that? Like someone might be Uh, interested in. Oh, uh, Partner with Pete. Yeah. Just go to partnerwithpete.com. You'll see a little video on on there, me talking about it and also the bullet points of the deal. But but then it's just a form for you to fill out. You know, you submit your deal on there and then we will get back to you within 24 hours and, and let you know. One thing I should mention about that, too, which I think is the biggest benefit, is that there's no risk for the investor partner. Say, for instance, you submit a deal on there and we agree to do it. I mean, there's no downside risk. It's not like if we lose money on a deal or something, it's not like we're coming after you or anything for the, any of that difference. Like that risk is all on us. So we we have all the downside and we split the upside 50-50. As the investor, you get 50% of the upside and zero downside. Right. Boost your land flipping earnings with our new Land Conquest business system. It's designed for efficiency and effectiveness. This cutting edge software tool is your key to success in the land flipping industry. Streamline and automate your operations to scale your business to new heights. 
With our system, you get a customizable website with six professional templates to choose from, up to five dedicated phone numbers, each with their own chosen area codes for creating a trustworthy local presence. And as a bonus, you'll get a $25 credit for SMS and email sends. You'll also get access to our tech team to build any automations or customizations that you want. And not to mention, we've got a great dedicated community to the Land Conquest business system to help us all thrive together. And with every step of the way, you get our 24-7 live chat support. But that's not all. You'll also gain access to our exclusive community to connect and grow with fellow land flippers. Seize the opportunity to transform your business. Visit software.landconquest.com to check out the Land Conquest business system and unlock the next stage of your land flipping success. And there's a lot of people that are just really into the thrill of the kill kind of thing, like getting the deals. Mm -hmm. They're good at it. They enjoy it. Yeah. Some people are really good at it. So, you know, it's one of those things that uh, I just think it's a unique opportunity that uh, you you can really, you know, especially as a side hustle. I mean, you could you could, you know, devote a certain number of hours each week to trying to get these deals locked up and and you could be making quite a bit of money doing so. Right. And you put down here, too. I think we touched on a little bit that you can do this from anywhere. Oh, yeah. That's another cool thing. Like like I said, we're in in California here. Mm We buy properties all over the country. Uh, we did go on a road trip one year, and we saw some of our properties in person, but that was a rarity. That was uh, in 2021, in summer right. 2021, we did that. But uh, since then, we haven't seen any of our properties in person, and we've sold hundreds. Right. So there's great apps that you know we use to research these properties. We have other tools that we use as well, like we... We always leverage like local agents and brokers to give us their opinions. We send out someone to actually walk the site and everything like that. So we've got a whole process for all that stuff. But it's not it's not rocket science, but it's not it's there's no real reason to actually go out to a lot of these properties ourselves. It's actually probably better. It is probably because better. Then, then we won't fall in love with all these properties and like not want to sell them. And time. You know, even, well, even yeah. if the property was say an hour away from here. You got to drive an hour. Mm-hmm. You got to spend some time at the property. Then you got to drive an hour back. And in that whole time, you could have been just trying to find more deals. Right. And you can hire people to, to do that, to, to take mm-hmm. a look at it for you and stuff. Yeah. We got lots of tricks up our sleeves, sleeves yeah, for that, yeah. right? Do and we? podcasts. Of, okay. Yeah. Podcasts about <laughs> that, too. And then the next thing was you can easily turn it into a full-scale business if you want or simply keep it as a side hustle. Yeah. That's kind of the beauty of it as well. I mean, you could take it kind of in, in whatever... Um, wherever you want to go with it. Like you want to keep it small, you want to do one deal a month, you know, one deal every three months, something like that, you could do that. Or seasonally, like some people do it just during the summer or just during the winter or whatever. That's a good way to do it as well. Or you could turn it into a full-fledged business like we have. So just to kind of give you an example of where we're at right now, it's not where we're going to end up. We're going to do quite a bit more in business next year, but so far this year, we're at almost uh, we're at almost eight million. I think seven point something million in revenue. So we should be, you know, ending up the year over eight million in revenue. I think. Yeah. So as far as gross profit, we've done you know two plus million dollars in gross profit this year. Quite a bit more than two million. And yeah, a bunch of deals and having a great time doing it. So next year, you know, we're going to be doing well over $10 million in revenue, I'm sure. And, you know, millions in gross profit as well. So it can turn into a real business. I mean, we've got plenty of team members that help us do that at this point. So it didn't start this way. It's built this way over time. But, you know, the goal is to get me out of a lot of the 
day-to-day decisions and just kind of like um, approving properties that we purchase and things like that, but not doing a lot of the, the day-to-day stuff to, to get all this stuff done. So you can make what you want, to, you know, what, how, whatever fits your needs and goals, it, it'll work for that. There's yep. some that aren't like that. That's, that's one of the things too, with side hustle. Some of them you're, you've got to be all in or, or it just isn't possible to scale yeah, it. Yeah. Even at full bore, you know, on some mm-hmm. of these side hustles, you're, you know, you may be maxed out at a few thousand a month, mm-hmm. something like that. I like the Uber and Lyft and Instacart and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think those are decent side hustles. They are. They are. You know, like, especially, you know, there's times in my life, like college, that would have been perfect, you know, because it would have been fun, mm-hmm. but you're limited. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a ceiling. Yes. Right. There's only so much time in the day and there's only so much you can do. You know, it's interesting if you look at it that way, like when you go into a side hustle, you should be thinking like, where do I want this to go? You know, like don't get into something. Don't go so hard into car, hardcore into it. And then without thinking a little one step ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do that planning part first, mm-hmm. like really understanding what does it look like? You know, right. like w- what what commitment does it actually take to earn the kind of money that I want to make? Right. You know, because, what does my life look like then? Yeah, because yeah. the effort's the same a lot of, like in this planning stage. So do you want to plan for I mean, maybe that would be fine for you. Like if that's what you're looking for, that's cool. Or you could do that to save up some of the money even to do the mailing. Like you could mm-hmm. use that to kind of step stepping stones. Um, and some people just enjoy that. Mm-hmm. We've had a few Uber drivers who are literally it's fun. Yeah, it's you know, they yeah. are bored. So I think that's great or lonely. I think that's perfect too. Okay, so some other benefits uh, before, as, as we wrap this up, you can make some real impactful amounts of money. As I told you the story, the investor that made $185,000, mm-hmm. the, the amount of money that we've made. Um, if you're interested in kind of seeing kind of our progression, how we started in, in this land flipping business and where we're at right now, uh, check out the income reports that we do. Um, we've got all of them posted in our um, community We've got a community for people interested in, in land flipping. That's at landconquest.com, and you'll see it in the classroom tabs. We've got income reports posted every month where I go over you know, how much revenue we did that month, how much profit we did that month. Each and every month, I do one of these reports. Each and every deal that we did, I break down like what we bought it for, what we sold it for, how much we made on that property, how long we held it for, notes about those properties. So spend a lot of time doing those reports just so people can see kind of what's, I mean, what's possible. Like how much are these properties that we're buying? Like what, how much profit are we making on these deals? What went well, what went, didn't go so well. So there's a lot there and you can kind of really do your research and see if it's something that you think would align with you first before diving into it. So landconquest.com is the site there. So, and by the way, in that same community, we have a training program that's extensive training program that you might find for thousands elsewhere. Uh, but I give it away at absolutely no cost. And I spent lots and lots of time and we spent a lot of money actually in the production and getting it all put together. So it's very professionally done, I believe. And I think it will do a great job of showing you how this business works. So anyhow, landconquest.com, you can check it out there. The other cool thing is you can kind of ramp it up gradually. So Mm -hmm. if you want to replace your W-2 job or your regular income type thing, it could transition. uh, And I know a lot of investors that have done this. They've started out as a side hustle. And then soon the side hustle like became too big for them to ignore. And they're wondering why I should even keep my main thing. Uh, when the side hustle is making so much more than, than, the, than the main job. What so. happened to you, I think. Kind of, yes. Another cool thing is the, the more you do it, the better you get at it. 100%. Yeah. 100%. But that's like people give up a lot of times, like, you know, first shot's too hard or something. And like if they just push through that next spot, it's like, wait, this is 
Yeah. And, and the other cool thing about it is you can be up to speed in about 30, 30 to 60 days, you know, like mm-hmm. bringing in those leads and, and action starting to happen. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, can, you can get it going pretty quickly to make a big impact. So I, I gave a little teaser at the beginning. I yeah. said that we are not just talking about what is the best side hustle for 2024. We also are going to talk about what is the worst side hustle for 2024. Yours is so gross that like... <laughs> so should I talk about mine yeah, first? Or yeah, you talk you about go, yours? No, you can talk about yours first. Okay. Like, Here's what I feel is the worst mm-hmm. side hustle. Absolute worst side hustle it, it, that I could imagine. I mean, I'm sure there's worse, but this is really what came to mind. Couch flipping. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought you were joking at first. No, no, it's a whole thing. Couch flipping. There's a guy, um, uh, Ryan Pineda is his name. But anyhow, he did a video about it. He used to actually do this, couch flipping. So what he would do, he would look in the classified ads or Craigslist or however, or Facebook Marketplace. People were giving away couches or selling them for really cheap. He would contact them, work out a deal with them, go pick it up, and then maybe clean it up. I'm not sure what he did with them, but then he would put them, uh, relist them for a higher price and try to make a few hundred bucks or something like that on the deal. I mean, he's a smart guy. That's it's smart. Right. It, it works like, you know, it worked. Yeah, it does. But it's so nasty. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of <laughs> things about couch flipping that I don't like. First of all, it's ultra competitive. And the reason I know it's ultra competitive oh, is yes. that in a couple different occasions, we had couches that uh, we just wanted to get rid of. Like I didn't, wasn't trying to sell them or anything like that. So we put them in fa- Facebook Marketplace, and we were absolutely inundated with people like, "Hey, can I come pick it up? I'm coming over now." And you're like, "I had 50 people maybe message me within an hour." Well, it got so bad that you were helping people that were coming, and then our daughter had to Maddie had to like respond to people because it was like nonstop. Crazy. Yeah. Now you're still scared to go on Facebook. Right. So I know it's ultra competitive, like crazy right. competitive. Yeah, that's exactly okay. what they were, a lot of them were doing. Yeah. Right. So the other thing is you got to have a truck. Mm-hmm. Like not everyone has a truck. And you probably can't do it all by yourself unless you are like, you know, a strongman type person, like lifting these couches or by yourself. Or a strong woman, but still it, it, would, be, woman, it would be yes. hard not to break it. We learned that. Right. You need multiple people. And, and then you're driving all day. You're driving everywhere. You know, you might be driving an hour here, hour there. You need a place to store the couch mm-hmm. while you're working on selling it. Okay. So you need that. Um, you're limited to your local area. You know, you only got a radius that you can deal in. You can't be, you can't be flipping couches in New York, right? If you live in California. Right, exactly. Right. They're dirty and gross a lot of times. We're talking fleas, cockroaches. <laughs> Who knows? No, Who you're, knows? you're missing. Well, yeah. There's Who knows what else, you know, people. No, but that's did, not even the biggest issue what? with that. What? It's bed bugs. Oh, because bed that's bugs. how people get bed bugs introduced into their places. They'll get a free piece of furniture uh-huh. and they'll bring bed bugs infestations okay man if you're gonna like hate on something you need to know the yeah right i need to do stuff. my research yeah so it's pretty gross to me but the biggest issue in my opinion if you're really killing it say for instance you're making three hundred dollars per couch flip that you do and if you're really killing it if you're really hustling you're going to be doing a deal a day right that i mean maybe it's more possible to do more but that would be pretty tough you got to like line no up life. the deals you got to be driving around you got to be posting this. You got to be meeting people that want to come buy it. You know, like all this kind of stuff. You're doing three hundred dollars a day. That quick, quick math. You know, you're not going to be making. You're going to be making what is that? Nine thousand a month, I guess. Like, you're that's full bore though. And you, you got an assistant that you're paying, and you've got gas. You know, like you know. need someone to move it with and you. You're going to also need somebody answering the Facebook, me- like or the messages. Right. And- you're going. You're going to have tons of gas. Customer you know? complaints. <laughs> all kinds of stuff. Anyhow. I, I just think, you know, you could just worry about doing one land flip a month and 
you know, make on average twenty nine thousand dollars. Right. Per deal. I know. I know. It's it's a no. It seems very easy yeah. to me. All right. So I told you what I think my worst side hustle for twenty twenty four is. What do you think? What in your opinion? What's the worst side hustle for twenty twenty four? My I think the worst side hustle for twenty twenty four is three little letters. Okay. MLM. MLM. Yeah. Oh yes. I, I don't even need to tell you exactly which one. I know they still. I was surprised that they're still doing essential oils, um, but I've lived through. Thankfully, never taking part of the Lulu, Rue, Row, whatever those leggings. I've lived through um, people cracking open oysters for pearls. I've lived candles, right? Candles. Oh my God, I forgot the candles. There was like rings in them or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if those were MLM. Oh, no, no, MLM. Okay. I can't remember, but there was candle MLMs, makeup, jewelry, um, food ones. Oh my God, there's been so many food. I feel like I've lived a whole lifetime in the past 20 years just with people throwing MLM stuff at me. Remember the old Mary Kay stuff, mm-hmm. all that kind of yeah. stuff? You can't make a lot of money. And especially yeah. a lot of them make you buy all this stuff and then you're stuck with a bunch of crap you don't want. And then you're pretty much hustling. You no longer, everyone looks at you as the person who's going to try to sell them something. You're no longer a friend. You're no longer someone to hang out with. You're no longer, you know, a coworker. You're no longer a family member. You're just someone who's working mm-hmm. nonstop for a little bit of money. And it's just... I've seen, there's actually a documentary on the leggings thing. And I actually know people, multiple people that are in that because it just went so hardcore bad. Yeah. That's all. I'm just saying MLMs. I, I agree with you. You're right though. Like I, I didn't really think about, you know, I, I look at it from the money side of things. Like I, and many of these people work really hard, right. you know, really hard and they're making hardly anything from right. it. Are you looking for funding for your land flipping deal? Then head on over to partnerwithpete.com. It's an innovative new funding program where we split the profits with you 50-50, but we take it one step further and we handle every other step of the process in the land flipping business. Yes, that means we handle all the due diligence. If the property needs any value add like clearing brush, perk test, survey, we'll get that paid for up front. Then when the property resells, we split the profits 50-50. There is absolutely no downside for you as an investor. If we lose money, we don't pass that on to you. But when we make money, when we make profit, we split the proceeds 50-50. So as a recap, we handle every part of the process. We split the profits with you 50-50. There's no downside for you as the investor, only upside. So go to partnerwithpete.com, submit your deal there, and we'll get it checked out within 24 hours. But but the biggest impact probably is the friends thing. Yes. You know, like people are going to avoid you because it's awkward. You got to tell people no, like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to come to your party. I, you know, I don't want to say no. Like, I don't want to buy any more leggings now. I already have enough leggings. People so. be like, why don't you go to parties? They would ask me. I'm like, because it's like 95% of the time they're going to try to take me in a room and sell me some crap I don't want. Uh-huh. Like it happened. And I, I got to the point where I was like, are you actually having like a get together? Like, or... <laughs> Just tell me up front. Like, I'd rather just give 50 bucks to your cause and, like, hang out with you than, like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. So, so it's it's like you're you're working hard. You're degrading your, your relationships around you. And you're not making anything in the process. So no, it seems like a bad combination. These people are hustlers in a good way. Like, they're willing to work it. Like, yeah. it's just, like, take that skill and put it towards something that you can actually make. Like, you're going to top out. I mean, I should have looked it up. But the average people do not make that much at all. No. You know, it's like, and the thing is, it used to be like, oh, but then I could use this money to splurge on my kids or whatever, but it didn't work out that way. And then you weren't even spending time with your kids because you're too busy trying to sell the stuff that, you know, you're too far deep into it. Bought this inventory for your garage. Yeah. It's if they selected a better opportunity from to begin right. with, things could be completely different. Yeah. And you're setting yourself up like self-esteem up too to take mm-hmm. a hit because people are like, uh, 
Anyways, okay. So I don't even want to think about it anymore. Okay. I really, as you're finding your land, as you're finding your land, as you're <laughs> finding your side hustle for 2024, look into land. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Look into it. We've got so many different podcasts. Okay. But so this is Pete's favorite um, part of the podcast. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so this is the questions. Uh, we are, we handpicked four questions from our land flipping community. These are members of our community that posted questions and we decided that we would like to answer them on the podcast. So we do this every episode. Okay. So John says postcards. Has anyone had success mailing postcards? If so, did you put offers on them? Yeah. I, I haven't ever mailed postcards for land flipping. I did use to mail postcards when, when I was a real estate agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't really work too well for me back then. But I don't know of any land flippers that are actually having a lot of success with the postcards uh, in order to generate deals. I'm not saying it's impossible, but most all land flippers that I know are that are sending mail are sending actual letters. Um, Seems to get a better response. I'm the mail technician in our family, okay. meaning I walked the mailbox and checked the mail. Okay. And I was just thinking about it right now is I don't even look at postcards. Like when I get them, I just, I don't even really look at them. I open just letters. just like. Oh yeah. Like as I'm them. walking back, I'm just like, Ooh, let it rain <laughs> postcards. Um, no, like it's, I, I just assume it's crap. Cause if it's anything that's important, no one's going to send me a postcard. Yeah, that's true. So Good I don't point. like, I literally was just thinking that. So I would bust out a little bit extra to at least get people to, to see your stuff. Yeah. Okay. Bryant says negative responses so far. Hi all. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I just got my first two batches of mail out last month. Hooray. Feeling good about taking action. However, all of my responses so far have been take me off the list. I know that's just part of the process, but a little discouraging. Is there a typical time frame that you get the negative responses and then can expect people that are interested or is it just different every time? Thanks. That's a good question. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the craziest thing ever, but when you send out a batch of mail, the first people that respond are the either people that are upset with your mail, mm-hmm. like you offered them too low of an amount for their property or remove me from your list and all or this kind suck, of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> all this angry stuff at mm-hmm. first. And then after you get through that, it's like clockwork. Uh, those people get out of the way. And then you have the actual motivated sellers actually calling in. So I don't know why it's like that. I don't know what the psychology is behind that, but but every single time it's the same thing. I think it's because when you first get it, they might be like, oh, that's interesting, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or no, I don't want to. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to put it here just to think about it. And people aren't going to just instantly be like, oh, you got it, you know. Yeah. Hi, yes, I'll sell it right now. No, you're, it's, they are selling something. Even if they don't care about it, even if it's not something that they're vested in keeping forever, they're not. it's not like an instant thing. Like I'm walking and I see some shoes and I'm like, I'm buying these shoes. It's mm-hmm. just not it. They think about it a little bit. Yeah. And so I bet you it's all kind of hitting around that same time. So I bet you there is probably something. There is something there, yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Okay, so Mike says, sorry, something just came up. Okay, Mike says, how did you power of attorney for purchasing and selling? I travel internationally for work and often I'm out of the U.S. for a month at a time. I'm trying to buy some parcels in Texas and one of the title companies will only do multiple notaries, but they only deal with people physically in the U.S. They don't want to budge on this because of potential fraud. I'm trying to figure out a way to avoid this in the future because I don't want to have to miss out on a closing because I can only sign for one month. I'm thinking of delegating either a family member or a future employee to be able to sign to buy or sell parcels on behalf of the company in the event that I'm out of the country. How do you all typically do this? Yeah. Okay. So about this. So people, what's interesting is people will do land flipping in the United States from all over the world. Right. Like we've got the people from Europe in our community. We've got people from Canada, like all over the place, and they're buying and selling properties in the U.S. So this is definitely something you you can get past. Now, first of all. We generally, I'm, I'm generally not signing or getting a note, the documents notarized at, at all for any of our transactions. So we designate some 
someone on our team and we do a corporate authorization for them to be able to sign on behalf of us. So it's it's not even something that generally needs to be notarized. It's like a, a document uh, that that we just kind of a one page document authorizing them to to sign on behalf of the company for this transaction. So most of the times you can designate someone like that in, in that way. And then, you know, power of attorney, something like that, that that's probably a, a different way to go about mm-hmm. things, but I don't know that you need to, to, to go that step unless uh, there's something that I'm not. Right, I guess if you're doing it under your name only. Mm, yeah, so if you maybe, have a company, yeah, yeah that'd you, be you can probably, you can probably find a way to do that without doing a power of attorney. Um, the takeaway is that, yeah, it's possible and a lot of people do it, so mm-hmm. don't let that stop you. Um, okay, Jeremy says double closing. Hi, I have a five-acre property under contract located north of Indianapolis. I am planning on double closing it. Does anyone know of a realtor or title company that I could work with? Thanks. Mm-hmm. So it's a little unclear on this question. Uh, I kind of, I kind of uh, wanted to highlight it because double closing, you know, that could be a situation like I'm not sure if there's a buyer that's already lined up or what the case is. Mm-hmm. It's different than what we suggest and what we do for our business model. Like we're always buying these properties. We're closing on them and then we're reselling them. That's kind of the wholesale model um, that was discussed there in this question where they're trying to get a property under contract and then trying to find an end buyer for it and then just sort of uh, do a double closing, meaning it closes and then instantly the the end buyer, you know, purchases it again. So, so, and so then you, you make the money the in mo- between. Right. So. And so you don't have to have the money up front. Like right. if the title company is like, okay, so the, we're going to use this money. To actually mm-hmm. fund the purchase. And in so, some places that's illegal, right? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of places you can't do that. Mm-hmm. For, and. You know, and I don't know, there's there's other questions I had about that as well. Like, are you trying to find a realist, realtor that's going to list it on the market for All you right. before you have title to the, the property? So I know that there's, you know, some people do that kind of stuff, but you're going to make it really, really hard on yourself trying to you know, add in all these complications. I really feel like the best way to, is to actually close on it. And if you don't, you know, want to use your own funds or have your own funds, mm-hmm. it's definitely best to get a partner, like the Partner with Pete program, then we control the transaction, we control everything about it. So, because we're actually buying the property and then we're reselling it. It's a lot cleaner to do. Yeah. So it's easier Then you can hopefully make more money on the other side of things because you'll actually have it um, in inventory and in your name because a lot of agents won't take that. Yeah, exactly. And they're they're not allowed to either. No, well, it's because it could be construed well i mean how do you know then someone's not just randomly listing someone's property it, it could cause a lot of fraud yeah or at least there could be people that commit fraud that are doing that even if you're not doing that mm-hmm. yeah i should say yeah well that was a great episode yeah very good um, very good and also like happy one year anniversary to you this is episode 52 mm-hmm. i believe meaning 52 weeks in a year this we made it a whole year we every single tuesday we release a new episode of the turning profit podcast we've had some great episodes over this past year some and real stinkers too no i'm just kidding you said, okay well you said it i thought they've they, all been great <laughs> i think they've been great too yeah. but anyhow we've got some really big things planned for 2024 and beyond the numbers on the podcast are really growing like our downloads um so you, obviously you can listen to this if you want to on spotify or Apple Podcasts, or you can also watch them on YouTube. So if you haven't watched them, we've got a great YouTube channel. We've got uh, Pete just topped over 3,000 subscribers today, which I know is not a lot, but you know we're gradually building. Uh, I'm not doing any dancing, but we do uh, also have other videos on there as well. So and a lot of them. So yeah. So find us at uh, where is that? Oh, it's just at Turning Profit on YouTube. On YouTube, and then um, the the free training program. Where is that? Landconquest.com. And then Partner with Pete is the funding one. Yeah, Partner with Pete. Yeah, and all then kinds of places. Turning Profit. 
com. Yeah, that's uh, you can find lots of um, our income reports on there and some other things. Links to other podcasts I've been on. I've been over, on over 60 podcasts. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of which, where can people find you online? Oh, it's just at Partner with Pete on oh. Instagram, TikTok. So those are probably the two best places to find me. Awesome. That was great. I'm just going to keep saying awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Amazing. One year. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And we will see you guys, um, well. Next week? Yeah. All right. Bye. Thanks. Ready to start turning profit yourself? Head to turningprofit.com to step up your real estate investing game. See you on the next episode.